welcome to the Friendly Geordies Podcast. Hello. Thank you. Sorry. Miss is back from what up? his uh, trip. I'm back. And I, and I got Jordan Mr. Beast D's Nuts. Care to open? Is that what they're called? Yes. And we're starting with that. I cannot believe that he's that popular that he just gets to put that on there. I and know. then yeah, his cardboard the I know. And, and then this pale on Coles Radio, you think you're ever going to hear Eminem on that? I know. I know. It's ridiculous. Isn't that amazing? Nuts. So Mr. we're trying. Beast is bigger than Jesus. <laughs> he is. Does he need the money? All right. Here we go. I'm going to have it. All right. And it's remarkable. It's just Reese's Pieces, isn't it? He took the words out of my mouth because my <laughs> mouth is currently... Dry. <laughs> and at the same time, sticky. How's that possible? <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's ripped it I'm off. I'm that, though. I didn't have lunch, so I'm just going to finish Hey, no, here, let me... Can I have a taste? Come on, just run down. <laughs> I want a taste. This, by the way, is not from overseas. <laughs> this is from fucking Sydney. Mm. They're selling. Oh, they make it in Sydney. Yeah. No. No. Well, they're mm. selling it in Woolworths. Oh right. Yeah. 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 Okay. I thought that you had some little like, chocolate factory with midgets. Hey, in it's there. not. <laughs> it's not bad. Come on, yeah. Mr. Beast. It's not good. Make either. that your ultimate video. Please make the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory thing and hire exclusively midgets that you paint red <laughs> every day. You have the money. Mm. It'd be a good video. Not bad. Not without its charm. It's not without its charm. Mm. It's just like, look, as Miss Love was saying before, like, I think Hershey's beat you to the <laughs> mark on this one, Mr. Beach. I mean, you are known for your innovation, so we'll give you points for that. Mm. That guy must have a lot of money. I'm just going to put it out there. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I thought no, he, was he gives it all away. <laughs> How can a guy that's just like pudgy pale man that does like, you know, sensationalist videos, let's call it. How is he that popular? Like, I, I, like... Is it is it is exactly it just those reasons? He does sensational. But can't anyone? But can't and, and he's pudgy. Can't anyone do that? <laughs> like can't perfect any, for the internet. Like can't any? Okay, put it this way: Can anyone? Can anyone just go to a shop and be like, oh, "I bought every book in the shop," and then like drew a penis on the book and put it back in the shop? Instant millionaire. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. Yep. Yep. So you just need I to mean, get rid of the penis thing though, because uh, YouTube doesn't like the race. Right. Stuff. So like, so just I like, just I bought every book in a store. And the end. The end. So so really, if you invested the money into that. It's a good investment. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't so it incredible that's that strange. there's all these Mr. Beast clones that they talk about and there's all these other YouTubers disparaging them, but those Mr. Beast clones would be far richer than like most barristers in this country. That's easily. So fucking weird. And their skill was just watching Mr. Beast videos and being like, I can do a shitter version. <laughs> anyway, welcome. Sorry, well, hey, Sorry, welcome. Can, we, can we start with this one? This is touching on a little bit of your uh, voice video that you did. Mm -hmm. So the fringe right favorite Amanda Stoker returns to politics as LNP moderates worry about her Christian faction ties. So my, what I want to get at is... Is the Liberal Party about to become the Republican Party, which is a party filled with conspiracy nuts and cuckoos? Yeah. Really? That's what they're aiming for. Well, are they aiming By for... By the way, Amanda Stoker is the one that fucking dickhead... What's Leatherface's name on the, <laughs> What's his name again? Tim Bailey? Paul Barrow. Paul Barrow oh, Paul. from uh, Media Watch. He used her as this shield 
This is this is the transactionalist of all of these cunts, right? Use her as a shield to be like some. Uh, Amanda Stoker spoke for many when she said about friendly Geordies, and then gets her and she's like, "He really hates women," and then goes back and is like, mm, "See, <laughs> other people's opinion, definitely not mine. I'm on the ABC and I don't have any opinions at all." Anyway, continuing on, right? So he did that usual like shtick that that fuckwit does, and then Amanda Stoker. I remember her specifically sitting there being like, oh, my God, Deb Frecklington using the woman card. Like, every one of these people just has no actual morality or opinions at all. Amanda Stoker is a scumbag. And Amanda Stoker uh, is now running for a seat in Queensland in the LNP, which I'm personally very happy about because it's just like the nuts are coming. (laughs) They're coming thick and fast. And that is very good for the Labor Party. Yeah, because, they need yeah. more nuts in those things. Because <clears throat> it sort of defines sanity from insanity, right? Is that, the, is that the go? That's what I honestly think. Like, really, when I was looking at The Voice and I was thinking, what else can I say to this? Because it's just been the fixation for the last year. Um, and so, and there's really nothing to say. It's just like, do you want an advisory body or not? That's, that's the end of the argument, right? And then everything else has just been crowded in this debate. Yeah. The one thing yeah. that was incredible to me is the fact that you see those kinds of pamphlets that you see in the United States where you look at those people over there and you see them in their little buffalo hats and, <laughs> you know, like, like it's just like it's, it's – that level of divorce from reality, I think, honestly, is something that we have never seen in politics, ever. Right. Well, maybe like in the Middle Ages or something like that, people would have been running, saying like, I want to get rid of all the leprechauns in the the fairies. Did the man speak? (laughs) Did they just mean people with leprosy? I I think he's a witch. That's why he's (laughs) saying that booty. And also a fair argument. And maybe they're right. Let's see if I am. No, I wasn't. Someone I was. Something about those leprechauns. That's his last Dying words. wish. Dying <laughs> wish. Dying wish. Please don't let it die. Why is Amanda Stoker someone Damn, that... thought somebody that hates leprechauns that much is unlucky? <laughs> <laughs> why, do, why do the moderates in the Liberal Party hate, uh, are afraid of Amanda Stoker that much? I know the no, because only they, thing they, they, they don't care. It's, again, it's, just a, it's a look thing. It's a look thing to them. They don't really care. Do they think that... If Amanda Stoker and people like her end up joining the Liberal Party, but by the way, they're not, they're not just part of the Liberal Party. They're winning pre-selections at like a rapid pace. So there's clearly a lot, a lot of the base has become nuts as well. Yes, so really? it's like that's exactly it. And at that point, like in in the Republican Party, there was a purge after Trump, right? Where no, the, they're there. No, no, you can't get the purge of was of the moderates. Mitt oh, Romney's right. yes, got yes, purged yes, yes. out by the nuts. Yeah. And is, is so you're saying that this is definitely happening with the Liberal Party as well now? Look, it's not at that stage that it is in the Republicans because honestly, as well, because I just don't really pay that much attention to the Republicans, it really was just this overnight thing of like, you know, Trump comes in, he's this mad celebrity and he's hilarious and everything. And then something like we're talking about, you know, Congress people. And senators, people that no one knows. These are the people that you need to see what they think. Mm. And the phrases and, and, and sentences that these people say in Congress now is like... Really, it's crazy. 
It's just crazy. It's Fuck. just insane divorce things. Like, Shit. I remember that Miriam Taylor or whatever her name is or something, like, when she was running for Senate, she, one of her platforms was purging the pedophile, like, cabal yeah, or something yeah, like that, you know? Shit. That lady. That lady. Oh, is that the blonde one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's fucking intense. And the thing was, like, in the midterms, there was a bunch of them running for election, and then MSNBC was celebrating the fact that a lot of them got defeated. Mm. But a lot of them still got in. But, but here's my qu- question about that. So America, you have to admit, is definitely more nuts than Australia as a general. Yeah. Right? It's got to be. So do you think the nuts will be able to take over power? Because in America, they clearly can. Yeah, but it's not... This, it's the same as what is happening with the Republicans there, that the moderates are getting swept out. What's going to happen in Australia, I think, and this is like a long-term thing, because it's like what somebody said about social media. I can't remember who it was, but they were saying it's like the world is doing this massive university sociological experiment with the internet and seeing how people respond where everything is just filmed all at once and, like, you know, things just go viral and can get spread anywhere at any time mm. and there's no filtration of anything and seeing what happens. Yeah. Uh, we're only about 10 years into that experiment and the results already, are, as you can talk about all the time on Jordan Shanks, it is startling. Like, the, the Gen Z as a generation, no offence, but you're fucked. I'm sorry <laughs> about that, but it's, just, it's, not, it's not my fault. As in, like, they're doomed or, like, they're fucked by, like, you know, inherently. Like, they're fucked. Can pe- it be birth? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, you know what's funny about, we used to be hopeful about the gen, We used to be hopeful about Gen Z before. Yeah, because this is the whole thing. The, the internet opens you up to getting every perspective on earth. And the mm. thing is, I'm sorry, but it's just like a lot of people shouldn't have their perspective yeah, heard by yeah, anyone. Yeah, there's too and much. And yet they have sway and power and they're moving into political parties and they're becoming a force. So this remains to be seen. Does the Liberal Party end up becoming like the Republicans? Probably not. But what will probably happen is that there will be factions within the Liberal Party that hold severe sway... In a governing party. This is the whole thing. These these nutbags used to be relegated to the Greens and One Nation, and that was bad enough. They they could cause mayhem in the Senate and frequently do. But when you do that in a mainstream governing party and you have to placate to, you know, nuts about weather machines and nuts about pedophile elite vampires and, and, you know, did the moon landing happen? They, They need something to say back to their constituents to keep getting elected. They need some mm. kind of win. You have mm. to give them concessions. Mm. That's the unstartling thing about it. And what is more startling is, from the Liberal Party's perspective, I don't really see what else they can do except placate to the nuts. Because this is, this is not a political problem. This is more a societal problem. Mm. It's just so, more <laughs> of a population is getting nutty. Wait, so they can't just be like... Who's the fucking opposition leader to Dutton? I forgot. I'm so out of the fuck. The opposition leader to Dutton, Anthony Albanese. No, no, no. no. But Dutton, like, surely he couldn't just be like, our grand, uh, you know, political scheme, take it back to Howard uh, politics, like, in every single way. In fact, talk about Howard well, Politics. It would what be better if it was, they, they couldn't just do that. It'd be better if they said Howard Politics. I think they're trying to get to like some other crazy kind of shit. But why? I think it, because the, the, do the they have to do that? Do they have has changed? That's right. why. Because just people like it, what I was saying in the video, they're not getting the teal seats back. They're uh, not getting the teal seats back. Those cuck seats and and like just just <laughs> highly educated cucks, right? Like that they, they are not 
liberal voters in the modern age. They're just not. But there are your this. Surely there are your just ha- your Howard esque voters. Huh? Surely, surely there are your av- your, your like nineties conservative contingency of voters. Look, Howard was like a nice mediator for those kind of people. Like they respected him. They had he had that kind of uh, statesman gravity towards him that is severely lacking in the modern Liberal Party. In fact, you would have to say that Dutton is mm. probably one of the better ones of that of giving off that thing. But the thing is, Dutton needs to make calculations. He needs to realise, like, and he knows, he knows. You're not getting back those hoity-toity seats. They've become their own fifth. <laughs> hoity-toity. That's the technical Is that also term. why One Nation's voting base is, I think, shrinking? Is it? Yeah, because I think One Nation isn't doing that. Maybe there is because there's, like, a bit of a leadership civil war between Pauline Hanson and the other guy. Who's the other guy who uh, is, like, now has oh, left One Mark Nation? Mark Latham? Mark Latham, yeah. Did he? Yeah. So I think maybe it's because of the leadership struggle, or maybe yeah. it's because some of the people have just moved into the Liberal Party now. See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that they have opened the Pandora's box. Mm. They've let in that kind of... I think Scott Morrison maybe opened up that Pandora's box. He was he was uh, entertaining a lot of those QAnon guys. Yes, he started it, but really? this is what I'm saying, Ali. This is what's very troubling about this, right? When Scott Morrison said it, it was a couple of phrases here and there. And everybody at the time was like, oh, my God, it's all Trumpian. And I was like, yeah, yeah okay, I guess, but whatever. What i got to say in retrospect now of what I was wrong about is the amount, the, the acceleration of it is rapid. Because this is all I'm saying, right? Like, all, the only thing that I find interesting about the referendum, really, is that it's being used as a dress rehearsal, specifically by the Greens and the Liberal Party. Uh, I honestly think that the Labor Party did just want to do it because they wanted to keep their commitments to the voice, right? But I really think that, like, as always, because they're opportunists, the Liberals and the Greens are using it as how are we going to appeal to these bases that are becoming more and more fringe, how are we going to keep them happy? Well, I guess because now they're in, like, from their point of view, they're in opposition. So right now they're trying to do anything to get back into power. So the way I think they might be thinking of it is that, well, right now we need a broad coalition. We need to get the moderates as well as the crazies, build up the opposition, eventually win the next election. And I think in their head, at least the moderate ones are thinking, well, then we'll brush aside the crazies. Yeah. But the problem is, whenever you're in that situation, the crazies end up br- brushing you aside. Yes. Because if you're right. going to rely on someone's support to get into power and then expect them not to base inform your policies, then you're living in Disneyland, my you're friend. You're living in Disneyland. Like, yeah. this is the whole thing. Scott Morrison was making exactly the calculation that you were saying in his head. That's exactly what he was doing with his references to end of bad globalism and ritualized abuse. Mm. He was saying, I can just throw them a little bit of red meat here and there. The problem is that they're not going to be satiated with that meat for long. They're going to want more. And they can go somewhere else. Yeah, that's and sweet very frequently will. And the thing is, they are people with a vote. Well, as long So as someone is going to entertain that vote. As long mm. as they're going somewhere else, I think the Liberal Party will probably be okay with it. The more dangerous tactic is, no, no, no we're staying here. You're going somewhere else. What do you mean? Take over the party. Like the Republicans. Yes, that's, what's, mm. that's what I'm saying. Like that is going to start happening. I mean, Amanda Stoker is just another example of this. Just mm. another one. Stoking Bridget the Bridget McKenzie, the same thing. Like the fact that she was just outed, just handing out pamphlets and like shirts and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, what was that about? What's the, what's, 
Why is why is, is Bridget McKenzie openly no or yes? She's no, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, she's no. She's, but the thing is that... But, like, again, the question, like, my like question is, is Bridget McKenzie, it's okay to, like, advocate for whatever your opinion is, but is she, like, fueling the disinformation campaign around the whole no uh, ecosystem? Because there's a lot of fuck shit, which you even referred to in your video. Huh? Like, is she is she okay with the perpetuation of basically fake news to convince people to vote no? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, like, it's, it's, that's the whole thing. There are these, there is, the seeping in happens where you lose less people of principle in these parties. This is what, the, the, the original faction that just came up out of nowhere that Scott Morrison had that got him to power, that faction was filled with people of no conviction even for a liberal, you know? Mm. Like, wets have convictions. Christians have convictions. Even the fucking people that just represent the mining council, they have convictions. Their convictions are representing the mine on the minerals council, mm. right? Someone needs to have ones. a voice for the coal. Huh? Someone's got to speak for it. Someone's got to speak for itself. A chair. It can't Cole speak for itself. It just lies light. there and takes <laughs> the lights on and never talks back. <laughs> Unlike Bridget McKenzie. Yeah. I've got one of those hats, you know, Carl keeps the lights Fuck on. yeah, well, why are you wearing it? That's because I'm, I'm not a patriot, I guess. I <laughs> exactly. I'm now I'm a fancy Traitor. European, you know. I've been over there being all fucking, I don't know, eating Look at my... him. I can't even recognise him. <laughs> <laughs> socks. What the hell is this? The socks are uniform. He's wearing the same ones. Yeah, and also filler. It's just so European. <laughs> just these Shit. tennis socks. Dude. This sport's been great, taken it's over a great by game. the It's a great <laughs> game, all right? I'm, 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 you're lucky I didn't come back with an English Things accent. The continent yeah. together. Oh, okay, Can you imagine so if I came back and like, guys, it's been so lovely, honestly. Oh. Honestly. Just, There's it's only one so thing worse good. than when someone comes back from America and has an American accent. It's when someone comes back from Britain. It's <laughs> <laughs> been really nice. It's been really nice. Really good. All right, last question. You know why? Because the British accent is charming. The American is. one is just so brash that yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah well, it like, like it does, it just invades. That's what the yeah, Americans do. It's not yeah, good. But like the it's British one, it's like... It's good. No, you're just <clears throat> trying out for the new Harry Potter team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, do you think this is good news for the Labour Party or bad news for Labour well, Party? Well, see, now, this is the whole thing. I think that we are now in a stage of politics that is like everything else. It is all coming down to the internet. Now, when I say that, I always have to make this proviso. I'm absolutely glad that your source of information choices isn't the 7.30 report and the project, right? Like, I'm so glad that Fuck it's well, opened up. That's great. <laughs> what am I supposed to watch? I'm supposed to get my political information. <laughs> Jordan Peterson <laughs> or a synagogue. Anyway. But it's like, look, we are in the midst of having the experiment of everyone having access to information and going into any other rabbit hole that they wish, and then you they are unreachable. You cannot reach these people. That's, that's yeah. yeah. Dude, that's one thing that I have actually... One of the best things about travelling, guys. Like, I literally, coming back, like, I'm like... I think if you're just in your own bubble, whether it, whether it's, you know, it's your life too, you have to get out of your own life. But even, like, I just realised, I'm like, I was watching... It, it, irrelevant of the kind of media, just I think it's better to be just uneducated. 
just don't watch shit on the internet and just take your advice from people that you sort of trust. It is, but it's that's a solution for an individual, not for a society. And this is a problem yeah. of society. Like I've d- not watched. Like I, I'm just like I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't need to watch. I don't need to watch Jordan Peterson on that podcast with that guy who's like, I just want to watch your family eat, man. I just, I just, I just love to watch your family eat, and I just love to watch that. That guy with the I mullet, know. the rat guy, whatever his name is. He oh, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, do I need to watch that? Like I started watching it, and I was like. No, I don't need to watch that. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be something on your bucket list. It's just, it's just so much that is not worth your time. Yeah. It's, most of it is not worth your time. Bill Burr interviewing Josh Homme was barely worth my time, you know? <laughs> I like how it's still in the, like, absolute must. <laughs> it is, it is. But I'm, anyway, that's just but how good is that? Like, yeah. Visiting Brighton, this place of like great char- memories of his early youth, not there, but the Josh Homme, Bill Burr conversation. I just didn't have time. But like, anyway, I, I just think maybe that is more like a personal thing, but it's hard to go up to like every single person on earth and be like, as a society, yeah, turn off the computer. If like as a society, we decide to switch off. Yeah. We're going to go back into the fucking dark ages. We're at like a cusp of like this fourth industrial revolution. I don't know if we would though. I think if you just sort of like listen to your neighbor, well, I suppose if they're not, if no, they're not No, we used to it. do that when we like used to hunt or gather. Well, I'm going back. <laughs> you know, I'm going. We, per- all we look, did was look, listen to our neighbors. Look, trust the me. the mislove advice for the pod today is let's go back to hunt and gather a time. <laughs> that's my two today. That's, that's my it's better for your mind. Think about that. And then the but, mind progresses to, you know, altruistic things. So, like, that works. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's I'm, just, I'm saying this, though. Like, uh, if, if, look, as I was saying in it, I think that the new political fault line will be the sane versus the insane. That is what it is looking like it'll be. The thing that I, that, that, that really opened my eyes to this is these new polls came out where it showed that this is, can you imagine? Telling like Ben Chifley, right? Like, because the new the, the new demographic that has shifted right in Labor's position is people on one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars a year. So that's accountants and lawyers. Can you imagine telling Ben Chifley that your base is going to be people that work at KPMG and Martin and Martins? <laughs> He'd have a heart attack quicker than he did. You know, like, he, 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 that, that is so out of the realm of who should be voting for the Labor Party. Yeah. Now who's voting for the Labor Party is everyone from 50000 to $200,000 a year who, big indicator of what where those bars are going to be and which place they're going to vote, education. Educated people. People with tertiary education, uh, particularly university educated, are far more likely to be Labour well, voters. Dude, that's the divide mm. between Democrats and Republicans. The more educated you are, the more you tend to vote yeah. Democrats and the less educated. The lowly educated. I love the lowly educated. <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, dude, isn't that what he said? Is that what he said? That's hey, sick. Hey, did we release our interview? Trump and... Uh, no, but we'll get on to that. Uh, uh, that's and you can sign up to our Patreon sick. right now and see an exclusive interview Ex- between BPD and... Uh, Speaking of Ben Shifley having another heart attack, have you been to the Ben Shifley uh, building food court in the city? Yeah. Who is this guy? It's just filled with corporates. Yes, it's he's like, like he's, he's a war hero, basically. <laughs> That's who he is. Shit, okay. He'd be rolling over in his grave just looking at the clientele of that fucking food court. It's so weird, isn't it? It's just ben filled Shifley. with, like, I remember, like, thinking, it was like, ah, this building is named after I gotta Google a... Him. Uh, uh, ben Chifley. He's a former prime minister from the 50s. Uh, and okay, I okay. think 
like after John Curtin. Oh, gotcha. Just directly after John Curtin. Gotcha. Uh, But, yeah, so that's happening now. That exact divide that he's talking about. Now, I hate this phrase because it's just been killed by Reddit, but it is definitely true. It's just, look, the higher educated you are, the more, like, critical thinking you can do, yeah? So, but the thing is... That is who is the new Labour voter. That is who the new Labour voter is going to be from then on. It'll just be the sane versus the insane. So what is very scary to me is at some point the nuts will tip over in the balancing scale. Hey, not unless you change your position on uh, funding universities. The more money that government gives to universities, the more people end up getting university degrees, and hence you end mm. up getting more labor voters. But the yeah. way universities think of it that way, did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a that's that that was important that's in the hunter gatherer days. <laughs> Some of them we in might lose to the grains. Yes. Huh? Some of them we might lose to the grains, but generally speaking, no. Generally, you don't. Really, generally okay. you do not. Mm. Uh, the. It's it's because like it's the same thing. It's it's like it's it, look. It's like what Miss I was saying. It's it's like when when you are able to think not in terms of like narrow little talking points. When mm. you are able to think about things other than the thing that you personally decided for whatever reason yeah. satiates your ego, and that's the thing that you care about. Yeah, yes. like, that's the biggest like, trap when people are looking for a particular opinion. Yeah, and if they don't yeah. listen to that opinion, they're like. You're not talking about the relevant issues. Relevant yes. to them. Yeah, yeah exactly. to you. Exactly. Yeah. This video didn't satiate my brain. <laughs> yeah, Unsubbed. Exactly. Um, but yes, when you're able to just like think about things more broadly, you understand why you need to have like a wide tent party that puts in all of these perspectives. So you can get some kind of semblance of a coalition together to, to, to govern. We're talking about a coalition of citizens here. Like a man, that is what a mandate is. It is a broad enough coalition of people being like, all right, this will do this for you. We'll do that for you. And then you get that in and then you can implement something. Mm. That's how it works. The thing is, if you have a citizenry that are nutbags and they become a major party, like they are rapidly becoming in the United States, like we are starting to see the seeds sprouting here. Mm. What happens 20 years from now? Because Scott Morrison saying those things was one term ago. What is happening in the referendum at the moment is, like, I've, I've been reading experts about it. They've all been saying that I've never seen anything like this in any election in Australia ever. Really? Like, in terms of, it's just, just think about it this way, right? There is the small yeses and the small noes that are having a debate about, you know, the voice to parliament. But there are people that are just... I Like, it is a large portion of the population. I've been hearing people saying something around the area of, like, 20% that are just having a debate about the referendum that is... Like, they're, they're having a different referendum. Right, their right, 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 their, right. Their topics of conversation are actually quite far from... The scope of the referendum right, in general. Right, right, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're talking about like uh, the new world order and shit. They're talking about the new world order. Right. They're talking right. about, uh, you know, like the, 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 I, I had like a long list of all of these pamphlets that they're just handing out, and they're all no's 
aimed at different no's. There's like the progressive no. There's the globalist vote. There's the the, the, the Jewish conspiracy no. There's the, the <laughs> really pedophilia no. There's, a, there's all these different no's that are going out Say there. Say no to pedophilia. <laughs> so you're pro <laughs> so pedophilia. Oh. Jesus, my hand has been forced. All right. All right, look. <laughs> the humans too. Let's move away from something that is kind of uh, difficult to navigate to even more difficult to navigate. Let's try and not get cancelled, but let's talk about Israel and Palestine. <laughs> yes, finally. Hey, hey welcome m- back, miss. <laughs> yeah, welcome back. <laughs> Can I just say, we really missed you. Finally. I'm sure that you relaxing for a month straight just didn't have the intellectual rigour of sitting here trying to just dodge... <laughs> mental landmines for a living. It's just like, hey, you're look, on the I internet did... forever. Uh, you haven't thought about this for a month. Uh, th- you haven't even thought about it since you've been back. Think about it now, live. Uh, well, time's a ticket. <laughs> Go on. You're tired. I'm Jesus. sure whatever comes out of your mouth now will be the best possible sentence you could <laughs> ever say about it. I almost feel worse <laughs> for you guys. Oh, God. I Look. almost feel worse for you guys because if you're Jewish, you kind of know where you are. And if you're Muslim, you also kind of know where you are. Yeah. But if... I tell you what was crazy. Guys, and you're like, hey, here's a crazy, here's a funny, he's he's like a just a funny observation that I had. Like, uh, I think that uh, irrelevant, like not pertaining exactly to the 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 conflicts, but dude, um, I think uh, the Jews in modern day 2023 in uh, Berlin would not be uh, would be you know they'd be uh, nearly as unwelcome as. uh, might have been in a previous time. Why? <laughs> so, dude, it's crazy. There's a, there's a part of Berlin called Neunkolfen or some shit. And, is uh, the grossest language on earth? Because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of Turkish immigrants there. There's like over three million. And there's a whole like Turkish part of like Berlin. It's like, it's literally Turkey. Like, dude, I was there North and I was Toulouse. like, I was there and I was just like, yeah, there's no point to go to Turkey. Know, whatever. There's no point. And my dad was like, yeah, we've seen it. It's pretty, pretty much the same thing. And there's like Palestinian flags everywhere, like ta- like tagged everywhere. There's like tags of like guys with AKs just being like death and like Palestinian flag, like which is like you know that's fine, but like it was just like I just if a dude, a Jewish guy with like the rings or whatever, walked down that street, it would not go down well. It would not go. It was just it was just kind of an interesting observation, you know. <laughs> look, it's the ring. I mean. Look. <laughs> It would have been full on for them, you know. It would just be like it'd just be Wouldn't like be I'm great sweating. Like I'm sweating. DMC's tour manager just parked him right there. <laughs> run it. Why? They have to be Jewish, surely. Run DMC. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Are they? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I, I don't. I just think assume so. because of the froze. True, or like the Beastie Boys or whoever of them are alive. But yeah, uh, that was interesting. I was just like, well, good look, food I mean, though. Good it's Turkish very, food. It's a very charged topic, and uh, it's just. It's one of those things that you can never really satisfy anyone yeah. with. But I think, but you know I, what, dude, I think, here's my take. <clears throat> Come on, buddy. Uh, I think, <laughs> no, I think, uh, honestly, I think it's like, the the, the, the the sensible take is anyone's take. It's like, no one can should justify murder. It's It was terrible. But it's obviously like, look at the history. And the, 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 the if you look yeah, at the I numbers mean, and should, deaths. We should definitely start off with that, including me. There is no justification yeah. for killing, kidnapping. I mean, like, uh, and as such, they civilians. must be rebuked. <laughs> but having said that, but for for I don't know what the solution if this is. This isn't though. like, first of all, like like I said, 
there's no justification for that and that was that is reprehensible and obviously people that have perpetrated that need to face some kind of justice having said that this whole episode didn't come out of nowhere it this a vacuum like th- this will. this like in in a vacuum let's yeah. like let's put things into context i'm going to finally Gaza read that Strip book is the most densely populated prison in the world that is being barricaded with people with have very very little resources. What's it like in there? I'd like to Before see all the bombing. I mean, first of all, here's the thing: these bombings that are currently happening right now. And by the way, there's a blockade in Gaza, and they've stopped even water supply to come in there now. Whoa! So this is getting very very intense. And but the the thing is, you've this has gotten to a point where this shit is not new for people living in Gaza. So this. My my argument is, look, I'd be happy... Uh, first of all, I want to say this. The Palestinians need to settle on some kind of resolution. The power imbalance is so high that there is no... Take what you can. ...sane mm. position that still justifies conflict is there let alone yeah. killing civilians it, also which also shows you that like you know they're they're weak because they can't really destroy Dude, I, I israeli qu- military is hamas their government yeah so this is the other thing hamas is the government in the gaza strip and oh just and in the so Ga- right. the, the thing is because do they, do they have elections they do have elections and they usually they actually have a lot of popular support and i think israel is to blame for this so just to put things into context israel currently is not just you know, uh, a democratic country that, you know, is is dealing with this threat as best as they can. This has, in the last few years, has become this ultra right-wing nationalist government that has left no room for the Palestinians whatsoever. To the point where, like, if you push someone right to the edge and you give them no other out then they're going to lash at you in a very, very unsavory way. It doesn't justify it. They shouldn't. And obviously you should try to like minimize this in whatever way possible. But you d- you should understand that you're cornering a big cat to the point where they have no other way to deal with the situation except to attack you. You need to give the Palestinians some kind of out. You can't just be like, they're, they're the Netanyahu's, boasting about for every one israeli that they kill we kill 20 and this is support and this gets him mm. elected like what this there's a level of hum- humiliation that any community can be subjected to at which point they do not care what the repercussions are they're just going to attack you mm. so no basic terrorism is justified. Really. Yeah, it's basic human justice. They just be a bit smart about it. No denying that Israel is this extremely powerful military state that has all the technological goodies that can can you know stop any kind of opposition. But at the same time, just be a little bit smart about it and try to go for a resolution. How the fuck does Netanyahu keep getting back in? Because he's a smart cunt, dude. What he's done is he's he's basically. He's, he used to be a Malcolm Turnbull-like figure that has transformed himself into an extreme Peter Dutton figure. So he used to be someone that used to, like, you know, go for that moderate position. It's like, you know, let's not focus too much on the crazies, but this extreme left-wing stuff is a bit crazy as well. But then what happened was that he started losing power. 
And he also has a lot of legitimate corruption cases against him, where there's a theory that if mm. Benjamin Netanyahu was not in power, he'd probably be in jail right now. So what he's done, really? he's garnered support of this ostracized community of Israel, these extremely hard-right Zionists, who Israel would always ignore. It was like you know their, their version of Trump voters, who, would, who in the mainstream of politics would be ignored. But Benjamin Netanyahu, to protect himself and basically gets uh, a boost to his popularity, has courted this faction. And this faction that used to be ostracized is now the mainstream. And they are very, very anti-Arab and Hang on, how are they the mainstream? Well, because they've, they've now gotten into power. So now ministers of the government are people, like their Pauline Hansons are literally the ministers of government. Right yes, 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 but okay, so... But if they're getting into power, that means that the general population of Israel agrees with the crazies. Well, there's a bit of that electoral college thing going on. Like even in Israel, before these attacks by Hamas, every week there'd be thousands of people protesting because this group in, of in people, Israel in Israel by right, other yeah. Jewish Israelis yeah, that's, because that's this group of people isn't just anti Arabs and Palestinians; they're viciously against them. But at the same time, they're also very against left wing Israelis. And their room is being squeezed out. So this is the context that this is happening in. So where thousands of Israelis are coming out every week to protest against these judicial reforms. Essentially, Benjamin Netanyahu's government was trying to uh, tame the courts where the courts aren't able to rule certain things as unjustified or illegal. And it's just the government that has complete control over this. And they're doing this so that they can expand into what the United Nations and the world community believes to be future Palestinian state, these settlements in the West Bank, and they're essentially taking over this. So they've, they, on one hand, this, this, is a, this is a dilemma that uh, the world faces. This extreme right-wing government, on one hand, has said that they will, essentially they're not going to go for a two-state solution. So there's no room in modern-day Israel that can be given to the Palestinians. But... So essentially what normal Democrats would then think, okay, then you have to absorb the Arabs into the state of Israel and give them equal citizenship rights. They're also not doing that. So they're willing, they want the status quo to continue. The status quo being that the Gazan Palestinians, you just keep them in a prison, which is it's literally a prison, and the West Bank Palestinians, you keep them tamed by heavy, heavy uh, intelligence surveillance and including taking control of all of the security of West Bank. So this supposedly separate uh, nation isn't being controlled by the Israeli forces as well. And they keep like intense tabs to the point where like now, you know, there is this whole first class citizen, second class citizen sh happening where if you're Israeli Jew, Jewish, then life is great for you. You can, you know, there's no surveillance on you. There's like, you know, you can use whatever transport you want. You can go wherever you want at any given point. But if you happen to be an Ar Arab, uh, uh, a Arab Palestinian. Israeli. Uh, so Arab Israelis, there's about 20% Arab Israelis that do enjoy this privilege. How the fuck did they get in? Because they are, they are in parts of Israel that is not being contested as the second, as the Palestinian state. So they're in what would be called, I guess, Israel proper. So they are subjecting the second-class treatment to West Bank Palestinians and Gazan Palestinians, which, by the way, are a majority of the Palestinians. So if you happen to be a Palestinian from the West Bank, your life is trash. The best you can hope for is to find a job in Israel that will pay you some good money and get cleared by the Israeli security establishment for you to travel every day. If you're not in one of those communities, 
then you are your life is essentially trash. And so this is like, also wait, so wait, does, does Palestine have its own jobs? Does it have like a government? I mean, really? it, it, it it has a government, but the government's been so. This is the whole problem. So the Palestinian the Palestinian governments that were negotiating with Israel have essentially lost all credibility, and the only political organization that is left which had the most hawkish views towards Israel, are Hamas. So that's why Hamas, because Palestinians have been pushed into this corner where they have no way to come out of it or come to a resolution, they've started supporting Hamas. And Hamas is an extreme, like the, 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 the extreme right-wing faction of Israel, Hamas is also a crazy organization that is very, very radical and Islamist. Any normal person would not want Hamas to be in power. But because the Palestinians have been pushed into this corner where they have nothing, Hamas seems to be the only out for them. And Hamas is, by the way, the organization that so is they don't have an opposition? Hamas doesn't no. have an opposition? No, they're basically, what, they, they what? run with impunity. In uh, fact, not only... So they used to have control of Gaza, but because even the West Bank Palestinians have been pushed to the edge, which used, it used to be at a point where the Gazans were pushed to the edge and the West Bank Palestinians were someone that Israel, some uh, like a group of people that Israel were willing to negotiate until the extreme right-wing takeover of Israel. And then they were pushed into the corner. And you know what the result of that was? Even the West Bank population has, is now supporting Hamas. So this is like not a good solution for anyone. So wait, what well, can I ask? What were the what were the original borders? You know, like after the war, you know, there was an original border of Israel, right? There was original. There was a chunk of land. Yeah. So <coughs> the border, uh, the proposed the borders coast, have just been co- have been changing gradually. But but right? this is the so thing, right? This is what I'm wondering. Surely the majority of people in Israel are, like would agree that it's like. Yeah, we should just stick to the original border. We can't just ex- absolutely not. Really, they would not. They from from so an Israeli. Them, I'm, I don't know. I don't know about average Israeli, but I'm talking about from the Israeli government's point of view. And this isn't just the right wing government. This is a general government. They don't want that. They don't. They absolutely do not want to go back to the border. So what you're saying is. You might be referring to the pre-1967 borders. You might be referring to the 1948 borders. 48, I think, yeah. So first of all, it's almost impossible because those areas that were supposed to be part of Palestine in 1948 are so heavily controlled by Israel that I think that solution is out of the window. So it's just been like a slow, gradual... We're talking about like a small proportion of that land that the United Nations, America, Australia have all agreed will become future Palestine is also being taken over by the Israelis. They've got like right. nothing. And now, I suspect with this... So now, Israel, they used to bomb the shit out of Gaza every time there would there'd be like some kind of rocket coming towards them. Now they're preparing for a ground offensive. So what I think they're about to enter into Gaza after they keep pounding them with fighter jets. Um, and then once they get into it, then we're in for a long guerrilla war. But I hope that Israelis... I know that you are very upset with what's happened, and I understand that they're calling it the 9-11 of Israel and everything. But once, you know, you've done all the killing to satisfy yourself, once you've done all of that, <laughs> please, please start thinking of a way forward for a resolution. There's got to be, need, yeah. Even the Arab states, back in the day, Israel's biggest problem was that Arab countries like Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Jordan, they were all supporting Palestinians. Iran. Now it's gotten, to, uh, Iran still is, but now it's gotten to a point where even these governments are want to normalize relations with Israel, but they're asking Israel, like, 
you need to give us something to sell to our people. Right. Like, we have... Because the problem is the governments in, uh, in the Arab world are looking to normalize relations with Israel. But the Muslim population, and by the way, not just in the Arab world, throughout the world, are still very sympathetic to the Palestinian cause. So there needs to be something for them to be... Uh, if, you, if you keep saying... Because up until now, the Israeli position was, we'll give Palestinians nothing... Do whatever the hell you want. We're going to bomb the shit out of you if you even try to do something. Yeah, and if that's your policy, then, you know, yeah. expect one of these operations of Hamas to get successful. Again, I am not justifying this terrorist incident in any which way. Unarmed civilians getting killed, irrespective of what religion it is, is wrong. But let's not forget that unarmed civilians get killed in Gaza all the time. Right. All the time. That's their normal reality. So it's just like, you've got to put things into perspective here. And like I said, once, like, you know, once 9-11 happened, you knew that America was going to like, you know, go crazy. And it's the, it's the ego revenge thing. Mm. But in hindsight, you know, even American can recognize the war in Iraq, probably not the best idea. <laughs> even the war in Afghanistan, probably not the best idea. And there's, no, there's nothing that will stop Israelis from, you know, just unleashing fire and fury to an extent that you, they wouldn't yeah. have seen. But And look, I, keeping in mind, I know absolutely nothing about Israel and Palestine. Why doesn't Israel just take over Palestine? Why, why hasn't that happened yet? Well, they have. They've, they've taken they de facto control over Palestine. Huh? They've taken de facto control over all of Palestine. The only pocket that was left was the Gaza Strip, which I think after this will probably oh, eventually right? be controlled by... I thought... I thought in fact, like... It might not be. They might have some sort of control over Gaza, but I think the guerrilla war in Gaza, even if the ground forces enter there, is just going to continue indefinitely because they won't give up. They, they, I, I don't know What's how to like explain there? this to you about 1.3 million. Is that is that all that's in Gaza? Yeah, because you've got to remember in the world. No, I thought, no, no, I but thought it was the thing because there's about four million United Nations recognized Palestinians that live in the Arab world. These are the people that were driven out by the Israeli army when they fought the uh, Arab-Israel War of '67. So there's about four, and and Israel also says, by the way, this is this is another issue. Israel, even though they drove them out, these people that want to come back to their homes, they haven't been allowed by Israel. Because Israel's point of view is, if they come, then our demographic uh, imbalance gets fucked over. But like, so wait a second. What, that's that's what's like saying like Labour Party deciding that everyone that supports liberal get the hell out of here. You can't come back because if you come back, then you're going to vote for the Liberal Party, and then you know we're going to so, lose. Election. So what's officially Palestine? I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was just Gaza and West Bank so are like Palestine Israeli, and the as rest a place is... doesn't really exist. It's right. like it's. There's two parts of Palestine. There's the West Bank territory. That's all that's left. Which are in complete control of Israel. So, What about all the land outside of Gaza and West Bank? All that shit. That's Israel. all Israel. That's, that's I thought it was the other way around. No, 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 no. Right. But, but what, I, what I've always wondered is, shit. like, I, I just don't understand why Israel even entertained the idea of Palestine ever. Like, well, because... That, that, that but surely legally, huh? surely, like, it's, you know... Illegal. But, yeah, but they just don't seem they to don't, care. Because, right. you know because I mean? the unified Arab Arab countries supporting Palestine. And let's not forget Arab countries waged two wars against Israel over Palestine. 
Okay, so these United Arab Front uh, arming so, Hamas. So, so Jordan is is yeah. Jordan. So Israel <laughs> Israel was negotiating some kind of a solution, whilst these countries were basically uh, supporting Palestinians through military as well, if required. And now these countries have sort of backed off, and so Israel's like, "You get nothing. Suck my dick." That's essentially their their opinion right now. So. I don't know what's going to happen after, but, but like the this, one this thing that's clear by this is that the status quo will not continue. It, well, the status quo can continue, but you've got to just like expect every now and then a massive terrorist attack, which is not good. Dude, I'm I wish <laughs> that Palestinians come with some kind of settlement, even if it's very, very tilted against them. Because like otherwise, there's just like it's because the power imbalance. To, you to can't the other do thing as well though is, would you really trust a settlement in that area? Look, yeah. I think the problem is that the U.S. was in the best position to settle this, but it's lost all credibility now. I think only countries like China, they might be able to have some kind of a neutral approach where both parties might be willing to uh, to let them be arbiters. Maybe, maybe a country like, uh, I don't know, maybe someone, a country Egypt. like India could do it. Hmm. Egypt, Egypt could also do it. Really? Yeah, I think because Egypt, e Egypt is like, even though they technically recognize Israel and everything, they have this long history of supporting the Palestinian cause. So I think they might be able to do it. But I, I think America has lost its position to Dude, be... To, Jordan, to yeah. Jordan's point, like, I'm not saying this is right or it would be a good solution at all. I'm not saying that. But hypothetically, if Israel was just like anything that was Palestine is Israel, uh, could the Palestinians not just be like, well, now we live in, we're going to get amnesty in Turkey, uh, Jordan, They did. That's Morocco. why the four million of them are living overseas. Yeah. But is that going to be like an eventuality where it's like, now we're, we're just expats in fucking... Uh, no, no, no. My Iran. Iran's a huge supporter. Yeah, like, we yeah, live well, in Iran well, now. What I'm still trying to grasp... I'm not is saying like that's a good solution. going they, on for like 50 years, and Israel has had the cards for 50 years. Mm. Like, just oh, way longer than that now. Like, 70 or something. I think something, the Palestinians yeah. are partly to blame for this. Every time Israel has given some kind of a... a, a, a a potential solution to it, which, by the way, has over time gotten worse and worse for the Palestinians. So at one point, Israel had agreed to give 80% of what is modern-day Israel to Palestinians and keep 20%. The Palestinians rejected that. This is around 19... 1920. I bet they wish they didn't do that. But, but here's the thing. This isn't, this isn't it. And then in 1949, the, uh, the Israels agreed to give 60% of Israel to the Palestinians Still and 40%, and they rejected that. Shit. In 1967, they, were allowed, they, they almost gave 30%, and they rejected that. Now, the thing is, if you ask Palestinians today, they will pick all of those yeah. solutions, right? So Imagine the first so one. So Palestinians are to blame where their leadership hasn't been visionary enough to accept it, and sure, that's on them. But at the same time, just because they played their cards wrong doesn't mean they get subjected to like yeah. you know intense behavior by you for the rest of eternity. Now. Yeah. But what was the idea? I, I just hear this all the time. Some kind of idea from CNN or something like that, where it's like, just call a spade a spade. Israel's one. Take them all over and assimilate them into. Israel. I think that's that's like I think that is a great solution in my opinion because that's the ground reality. The ground reality is Israel has won. Not only has it defeated the Palestinians, it has defeated 
a coalition of Arab nations that have fought two wars for this cause. So clearly, there's a winner on the ground. And if you are the winner, Israel, then make the entire thing one Israel, but incorporate all of the Palestinians living in those territories today into modern-day Israel, but you have to give them equal citizenship rights, which makes the demographics of Israel 60% Jewish, I think 40% Arab, which I think can be workable. Because... I honestly think that's the only solution that's left. Right. I don't think there's going to be a two-state solution now. I want there to be. The whole world is still saying that. But let's be real. It's not going to happen. So Israel, if it wants a one-state solution, then they have to give them equal citizenship. Is there's there no, no other way. Is there no chance that Israel would... Uh, <clears throat> Surely, like, it sounds like it would be an even better... It'd be a better deal anyway to just be like, no, well, I'll, I'll go into Israel and, like, I am a second-class citizen in Israel. That sounds I mean, a lot better of better than just being uh, aimlessly bombarded. Yeah, I mean, a lot. Yeah, of but like <laughs> this is this is the part of humiliation that I'm talking about. The Palestinians are not agreeing to that. They're not going to be second class citizenship citizens. But in Israel, there are a lot of Palestinians that live well, right? Yeah, yeah. There's about twenty percent or more in like Israel outside of the West Bank and uh, uh, Gaza are Arab Israelis. And look, if you ask them honestly, if you ask them like where their support lies, they're still going to say Palestine. But it's also the... But yeah. they do enjoy the equal citizenship rights that Israel offers. And I think that's a good template. But it's like what and you we, said. I have like no, uh, nothing against Israel for those people. Those 20% of Arabs are living normal Israeli rights. Do they make their voices heard in parliament? They're probably well, not. Yeah, they do. But like they can't because they're such a small number. So it's twenty percent really of the population. You'd imagine that you could get some representatives. I mean, and they do, but like when it comes to the other Palestinian territories, none of their demands. But get it's agreed. also what you said. It's like you can't. It's like more the psychological aspect of like we have a right to exist. We have a. This is our homeland. Like you know, it's like it's like if New Zealand came over here and it's like you're all Kiwis now. We'd be like, yeah. Like there is that element of that where it's like, but like it's one thing to say you're all Kiwis, but it's another thing to say you're all Kiwis, but you're second class Kiwi, mm -mm. where you can't use this road, mm. you have to use this road, yeah. and also you can't come here. And if even if you do, and every Palestinian at some point has had experience with Israeli military and the prison system, so these guys are already radicalized. They're living a radical fucking yeah. life, so they're gonna end up doing. Stupid barbaric shit like this. There's like so restaurants brutal. and malls and shit in Gaza, right? Yeah, they are, but like you know, it's you can really tell the difference. They're still living shit. in like you know third world conditions, and it's a tiny pocket. And it's, it's so densely populated because there's 1.3 million of them in this tiny place. So it's that's why they die so much. That's why every time Israel bombs Gaza, there's like at least 10 people that are gonna get hit because they're just everywhere over there. Hard question. Was it? The best idea, the the you know the uh, the the uh, whatever the Axis or whatever after World War Two decided to create Israel. <laughs> well, they didn't. They allied the, the British. Did. That's what I meant. The Allies, not the Axis. The Allies. Yeah. Look, I mean, I think there was a lot of guilt from the Holocaust as well that contributed mm. to it. Like New fair. York's not bad. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. It's it's it, it's look. It's wars. Like, how many people are in Israel? I don't know. Uh, I think five million, something like that. That's like Sydney. It's not huge. Five, My God, million? this is a tiny pocket of the world, isn't it? Well, maybe but this is, more. But this is the result. But this is the result of war. Of this is the result of war when you chop up land. I mean, look at fucking East Berlin, the 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 east and the west of Berlin. That was a shit show. Was nine what? million, nine million. Oh, okay, 
like Russia running East Berlin, it was fucked. I went to a museum. It was fucked up. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, and there's still, there's still fucking, there's still fucking uh, pockets of the wall there. And it's like, when you sort of, when, when anyone tries to chop up a modern day uh, country that has its history, its roots, its one ethnicity and just be, literally draw a line and be like, you're communist now, you're capitalist. Oh, you, your sister lives over on the communist side. Well, that's too bad. She's a commie. You guys can't talk. It's like, those examples that, 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 that throughout history, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It just, just doesn't, it's, there's too many roots. You can't just divvy up a country now or a hundred years ago or any, any, anything in like the modern world. It just doesn't work. And those, by the way, those 4 million refugees that live in like Saudi Arabia, Iran, Jordan, Egypt, these are, Iran, the, these yeah. were, these are all oh, people sorry. that were driven out from uh, modern day Israel during the war. I don't think Israel would allow them to come back. And I think if that's the case, then they need to be absorbed by different countries all over the world. Which, by the way, is a big thing that Palestinians still want. They want those people to go back to their home. And they do have a moral right. It's like being driven out. It's like China invades Australia. We have to go and live in Indonesia while the war is happening. And once the war is over, yeah. we're like, okay, can we go back to Australia? And uh, and China goes like, uh, nah, you can't come back. It's like Armenia so as well. They do have a moral right. But I do also am willing to concede that point to Israel if it leads to a resolution. But that means those 4 million refugees, who, by the way, still travel on United Nations refugee passports, have to be absorbed by different countries including uh so they haven't been absorbed no what, so they just sit around in camps all day yeah in bloody well i mean Iraq. they live yeah Shit. not just iran they live in a whole host of different places and uh they don't have citizenship rights over there because the well, idea so they're just is sitting around in tents well they're, they're living in houses and stuff but they don't have like equal rights anywhere because the idea is that at one day according to the united nations that one day these people will be absorbed by israel which is not going to happen i don't think israel will ever allow that they should but they won't it's like um armenia and what's that there's a part of armenia that's being contested as being uh turkey oh, azerbaijan is yeah, it azerbaijan yeah. like it's a similar i mean or anything that's got to do with land like that it's a similar thing it's like this is ours and then the other person will say no this is ours it's like always over land it's crazy i don't I think, know i, I think know. i think what what could happen is and i think this would be good for israel that once this the this war hysteria settles down. I think Israelis need to kick Benjamin Netanyahu and the current government out because they're he's part been of the for so long. I didn't even know he was still a in. Master politician. He is one of the most talented politicians, but also pretty evil because he has no opinions of his own. He just follows what gets him into power. Why mm. does he care? Because the like part of the reason is. I mean, look, there's different views to it. Some people might think that he's power hungry. He wants to be in power. Some people think that if he isn't in power, then he's going to be in jail because there's some serious corruption cases. Against him. <laughs> Shit. Hell yeah. Dude, how crazy is this? Uh, just to go back to the Berlin Wall, Stalin had these spikes, metal spikes over the over the wall. So if, even if you're like, I'm free, you go, it's, yeah, and die. And they call it Stalin's Lawn. <laughs> 
So someone, Stalin's laws. So someone would die and they'd be like, yeah, he got taken Literally by Stalin. Man of steel. Yeah, he's like, he got taken by Stalin's lawn. Damn. <laughs> so fucking is... inch spikes this big. And they didn't know. So like, I'm free. Chink. And just bleed out. Really? Yeah. On the other side of <laughs> on West. The, of, yeah, on the other side of West. If there's Easterners trying to defect, go back into... Did anyone try to defect into the East? No. Not I'd, one person. Only to the, see their family. Huh? Only to see their family. It was way harder in the East. defect in? What do you mean? Were you allowed in? No. Not at all. You couldn't get a day pass. Like oh, by something. the end, they let them, for Christmas, they used to let them, like, meet and... Like Christmas Day, and they're like, "All right, now separate." And how how good's this? They allowed that in the east because no one wanted to stay in the east. They're like, "No one's going to stay here, so it's fine." <laughs> Crazy. All right, it's, uh, I know, dude. It sounded mental. Right, so it was like much shitter in the east, dude. Yeah, way shitter. Really? Because I thought that East Germany now kind of just like, "Hey, Monsieur." Yeah, because like they got nice fat paychecks for doing nothing. Yeah, that's what they miss. <laughs> hey, apparently they do. Nothing wrong with that. Apparently, they apparently a lot of people when they def- when when the Berlin Wall fell and a lot of the East, you know, were allowed back into the West. All the West were like, send them back. They're not working. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that nuts? <laughs> Damn, Your celebrations died out with David Hasselhoff's electric jacket. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a cra- it's crazy the history of that. It's like a it's a heavy city. Just walking around there, it's like, I understand why you people... They're a heavy people. Yeah. Like, even when they're just like, I'm very happy. I'm ecstatic right now, having a lot of fun. It's like, sure? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's a strange Can't you history. you see the happiness on my face? But there are but there are parallels, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely uh, true, though, isn't it? It's just like, it's like, Germans are definitely a different type of human being. Yeah, and now they've, they've uh, put all that energy into... a. Uh, uh, 24 hour nightclubs that never close. Yeah, so no, all that rage. That yeah, it is weird. Hey, speaking of 24 hour fun, you guys, I'm going to show you a couple of videos and then introduce the next segment, okay? Hell yeah. Check these out. Oh, Here put on is. your headphones. Oh, yeah, put on. Oh, put they're on. on. Uh, gangs, okay, so we've seen this a million times. This is our favorite video of oh, all time, yeah. I think, is which is <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Donald Trump, this if anyone ever needed any more convincing, is the greatest comedian of all time. Yeah, it's true. This was the original and the best. This is his uh, you know, Louis C.K.'s My Daughter Plays Monopoly bit. You know, it's his classic. Mm-mm. They want to ban straws. Has anybody ever tried those paper straws? They're not working. Right? Has anybody ever tried, seriously, the new store, it's made out of paper, right? It disintegrates as you drink it. If you have a nice tie like this tie, this would have no chance. <laughs> By the time you get finished, the straw is totally disintegrated. Does anybody walk around with a plastic straw? Because it's not bad. You know, you whip it out. <laughs> you never had to do that. So they want to ban straws. They said, oh, really? What about the cart? What about the plate? What about the knives and the spoons that are plastic? Well, they're okay, but the straws we got to ban. <laughs> the best. That's the best. This Dave Chappelle oh. is the goat of stand up comedy. It's not true. Trump Fuck. is the funniest man ever. It's He's, true. He does I, Seinfeld I, better than Seinfeld. Yeah. Now, watch this, Miss. You haven't seen the new and updated one. I haven't, I haven't, one. I haven't, I haven't, no. I haven't seen <laughs> the new one. Incredible. I'm so keen. He's back and, with season oh, two. He's, <laughs> 
Then they want to have our jet fighters. Our jet fighters are the best way they can make a turn on the size of a dime. Bomb, bomb. They want to use fuel that's a little bit better for the environment. So that as we're attacking some country, trying to devastate some country because they've been dead to us, <laughs> we go in, we're dropping bombs all over the place, but at least we're not leaving any environmental footprint. <laughs> These people are crazy because they came to see me. Sir, we have a new fighter jet. We think it's environmentally friendly. I said, who cares if it's a big dropping bombs all over? We're shooting everybody. No, it's a big... It's fucking... It's Seinfeld. Holy shit. It's so oh good. My it's God. funny because it's true. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Holy but you know, shit. like, just, just as a side note, it's not true because I was telling this to Jordan. I was like, it's really funny. But at the same time, dude, most of the times that a jet fighter yeah, flies yeah, is yeah. not to drop bombs. It's just doing maneuver exercises. Oh, shit. So okay, so it actually would help. It would help. But at the same time, it's not factual, but it's true. <laughs> Now, dude, okay, so I was looking I at he is the funniest Freck shoot take on modern society. <laughs> so this this I wanted to introduce it. First of all, that clip in itself will get him elected. But secondly, oh, speaking man. of it's so polls, funny. there's no way any other Republican could beat him. Nah. No way! No one can beat that. Nah. He's he's nah. no comedian can nah. beat it. Exactly. It's incredible. No politician comedian. and no comedian nah. stands a chance. He's just the best. Because DeSantis' popularity has gone his nosedive really? to the point where he isn't even second in, in running. Nikki Haley is now the second most popular. And when I say second most popular, it's by fucking it's a huge oh margin. Gap or something. It's Holy it's insane. Shit. So in all likelihood, Trump is going to become the Republican nominee oh, again. Oh, shit. So now, if you look at I the polls... I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe he's, he's back. He's back. You know, he's like the he's only... Back. You know, he, he is back. You know, apparently, I think he's like the, the only a politician to run again after losing for like 200 years or something. Yeah. There was one other cunt that was like, I've been wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and he's up there. He's doing it. <laughs> it was, they're taking our country. They're doing their taking out. If you see what they're doing, I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe he's back. Here's, he's here's, running again. Here's the problem now. So if Trump <laughs> becomes a Republican, I don't even. I don't even want to run. Two hundred years before someone was just like, "Now nah, I'm giving it another." I go. know. <laughs> and how good's like? It's not about me. I don't even want to run. You see what they're doing to our country? It's not about me. <laughs> so good. If you look at the opinion polls for general election, Trump v. Biden, it's neck and neck. Oh shit! <laughs> but if it's Trump v. anyone else in the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Anyone else wins. You're kidding. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just because... So wait a sec. What's his no. name was Riot? Fucking old mate. Who's old mate? You know, the fucking... Oh, God, my brain. The <laughs> slick back hair guy. Not Bill. But Bill Maher. Bill Maher, yeah. He was saying that. He was like, he's too old. You get someone else to win. So but that's that just... And immediately some poll comes out and then everyone goes... Ugh! Right. So <laughs> just yeah. wants to depose the president. Okay. Like no, what's your, big brother wouldn't you there. think someone like Gary... Uh, what's his name? The Newsome guy. Oh, shit. Robocop villain. Love Robocop villain. Love him. Robocop villain. He's so good. Don't you think it's time for Joe Biden to voluntarily step aside and just like get some other young fresh blood? I know it's a risk, 
But dude, I, I honestly think don't. I honestly Biden think that Trump, Gavin Newsom is like, you know, the great Wayne Hope. Really? The really? I think he's got it. Is he running? He's no. articulate as shit. Wait a sec. He, do, do Democrats even, they don't run. Unless they declare that Biden's not running, then it's just Biden, right? There's no. Nah, they can do primaries. It's stupid to do it. Oh. But the thing is, it's so dumb. And look. Gavin Newsom is doing a very good job of defending Joe Biden's legacy. Far yeah, better job than that. Joe Biden. Yeah, is. but like, okay, come back to the point. Don't you think Joe Biden should honestly step aside now? Because, dude, I don't think a Trump v. Biden, Biden is winning. I think Trump's going to win. Don't you think really? though, that you put anyone Fuck. up there and then they'll just start sinking their? It's approval. fine, but it needs to be fresh blood. There's. Why? Why? No, but Why he's does the, it no, 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 but he's Ali, old, dude. Ali, he Ali. Is, he's no one, no one hates Biden though, right? Like the, the polling comes back Man. over and over and again. They're just like, yeah, but he's old. But wait, no, Ali, I'm telling you, wait, people what a, have lost faith in Biden, dude. But what about this? How point? they lost? Fuck, people are stupid because he of is the, the internet, most bro. effective administration in our lifetime. Yeah, easily, you might think that it's just but true. The problem is the internet is riddled with Biden being just almost a retard at this point. <sighs> And it's not even true. A lot of those clips are straight up edited. So it is fake news. Biden does make gaps, but not nearly yeah. as much as the internet would like you to believe. So this concerted effort has been successful though. Wait a sec though. You know, who was the guy that did that special, like beautiful dogs, that comedian? Ah, shit. Anyway, he's like that fat guy. He's funny. He's, he's funny. All right. Um, he had the point. Someone in the comments would know, but Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis. He's, have you seen his special on Netflix? It's fucking good. He's funny. But he had this point where it's like, Biden was the only one that could beat Trump because Trump would hit him and he'd just be daydreaming. Be like, what's that? I don't know. Stepson, what are you... I don't know what he's talking about, Jackie. To beat Trump, you have to be senile because then you can over you can beat his jabs anyone else who would debate trump would get flattened because he'd be like look at his hair he's 30 years younger than me and his hair's worse than mine i don't know like it wouldn't work i just gave you one jab that'd be like have you seen his skin and with the covid he talks about covid and he came to my party he was at my party for covid i don't think so this guy like dude it's not gonna work yeah maybe for 2020 but i think no it's the same principle not, no, not anymore it's about the debate who will out debate trump if, if someone if anyone from the democratic <coughs> party that's not too exposed some so i'm not kamala harris does the hillary clinton campaign and they're not hillary clinton i think they will win against trump i don't know i think biden just oh, man there's there's a lot of negative sentiment towards Biden, not because of what he has done in office but because what he has become in but their the, head but the other thing is look Maybe. The American economy is starting to recover now. Don't you think that by the time that the election comes around next year, it'll be a different story? Dude, apparently 84% of CEOs think that 2024 is going to be a recession year. Should I'm not saying it is. I'm not an economist, but you've got to prepare for those realities too. I honestly think... A but inflation's going down. What are they talking about? Well, I mean, it's a little more complicated. Well, inflation keeps coming back up too. It's like it's up and down. Because, you know, like, cost of living has increased. Your normal needs, like, petrol and stuff has also increased. By the way, the stupid Israel war now has also rallied up uh, petrol prices even more. Fact. So more people pay for petrol, which contributes to more inflation. We could be in a cycle. The jury isn't out whether things have stabilized. It could be that this was just, it's a precursor for worse things to happen. <coughs> but either way, man, I think, like, if someone that is a fresh face 
man or woman, whoever, just comes out and doesn't even play the Trump game of trying to do the jab and just portrays themselves as an effective manager, mm. it could win. Mm. It could it could work out. Mm. Isn't it amazing that we are now back in a time where it, it's so strange. I, I just remember that there was this period just a few years ago where it seemed like if you were the outlandish, crazy character, you were the one that was going to win. And now mm. it seems like it's just gone back the other way entirely, where it's just like, give me the most boring, yeah. normal man. Yeah, I just want to vote for that. Yeah, I hope. I hope so. Yeah. I hope that's the case. Like, if isn't that, tr- isn't that weird, dude? If Trump came in again and he did the whole thing of like the hand in the book, he's like, I do solemnly swear. Like, I'll, I'll just be like, I cannot. Like, it was great, but it's like, surely not again. We can't. We can't. Come on, it's four more years of that. I though. know, but like, dude, you know, there's also a plan. strategy. <laughs> that's true. There's also a strategy that the Republicans are coming up with to beat trump in the primaries that is they're trying to convince democrats and independents that during the primaries enroll into the republican party in huge numbers just to not vote for trump and that way they might win jesus that's kind of scary though that's like that's some like insider that's like metal gear solid the election yeah it's a stupid theory but it's <laughs> what like is metal gear solid yeah, it's just I've a, heard this word so many times just, in my it's life a video it's game. just a game yeah but what is see people <clears throat> always just go in the words of metal gear solid <laughs> the most profound quote i've ever seen in my life think about it and then i'm just like what's metal gear solid and then, it's a game. <laughs> what it's like a, it's like a espionage like like spy game made by some japanese genius like that guy who like ran off into the woods when his show was taken from and he was like i always wanted to be a filmmaker but they didn't let me do it so i put it in a game and it's just like the best games ever made yeah and really hard and like just awesome <laughs> really hard yeah it's but dude metal Gear Solid is basically a reenaction reenactment of the election it's just kind of like <laughs> nuclear subs but it's like very a cold war based but it's like very well made and smart it's just all about like international you're like a secret agent kind of thing but very japanese it's mad see that sounds sick that it's w- amazing it sounds a little bit better than fucking tenchu why was i playing that uh, to be honest tenchu's yeah, on par it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. yeah tenchu it, was tenchu sick. was great tenchu yeah, was mad. Right, why cut, did i even say that in the throats just oh, they yeah. were both great games both great games so evil i think it's yeah. like best way it's it's kind of like call of duty but less hot war and more cold war more cold war like it's all about sneaking and like you can put a box on and like you, the aim is and to they're complicated games, are they? Yeah. yeah. So no one's ever finished Metal Gear. No, no, no. So I like finished no, it in year no, six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good that this thirty-year-old man did really hard. Peaked, game. peaked. No, I mean, look, it took me ages. <laughs> I seven yeah, miss. I think you playing it as a thirty-year-old now, it'd just yeah. be like playing like level one of Pac-Man. Yes, it's that not deep. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, if a game can't be completed, it kind of defeats the purpose of being a game. But isn't that some of the games that they have though? Now, like, don't probably. they make deliberately? really difficult games yeah i mean like it was I in mean, the middle yeah i think most games have like difficulty levels and the really difficult one is dude you difficult. would you would love metal Gear. i mean there's been like 10 of them but the, the the first one was or the second one was like incredible you would love it dude he was talking he was telling me about this we were mm. he was saying that the most ashamed that jordan's felt yeah. was like during two in the afternoon on a weekday Tekken. when uh when like a, a tradie comes in to fix the pipes or some shit yeah and both you guys are playing tekken <laughs> In our undies. Wait, no, us, us. No, it wasn't. It, it, uh, was, it was Matt, my old uh, editor. Matt and my old editor and were I sitting have... there, and like, because it was a hot day, and we we're like, guys, we're undies. Like, and we took our undies off, Fuck. and we we're sitting in the living room. No 
and then good. we heard this, hey, man, how are you? And then Matt just is like, shit, and then just puts his pants on to answer the <laughs> door. <laughs> I think that's, oh, dude, a spe- that's, a, that's a point of pride. No, dude. I've got this similar <laughs> thing. Was you know what was fucked, though? How, how much is this is just the shameful part of all of this? Yeah. The tradie that was fixing, because we didn't know what to do, because he kind of sprung us, so we just kept <coughs> awkwardly playing. I would, I would. Games. That's what you're gonna do. But, dude, the worst part of all of it is he's fixing the sink. Yeah, he's our age. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, gotta get back to the kids. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like, well, we are going busy day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to water my Mr. Potato Head plant. So I was that's gonna- kind of a kid. <laughs> Do you have one of those? Because, like, one of the problems that I faced, this is a very George Costanza gripe. It's like, I've stopped going to the barbers on weekdays, even though on weekends there's a massive queue and it's difficult to get a haircut. But on the weekdays, they ask you that dreaded question. Huh, are you off today? Yeah, 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 And, yeah. man, I've answered that. Like, I was like, well, I mean, look, I'm, my work is kind of like, uh. <laughs> and now I've decided no more weekdays no. or just stand in queue on weekends Damn. just to avoid that question the shame it's I, a Seinfeld moment yeah it's I mean why I feel, that show should only be watching your 30s because yeah. that starts happening and even, yeah. even in that, in that I'm so glad when you they're like talking it. about like moving George's parents to uh, Florida because mm. they need a buffer Dude, I have been in there. It's like my parents are moving to Brisbane. I think I'm gonna I get got the, the buffer. buffer. I got the buffer. <laughs> I, got I got a whole buffer. state between me. <laughs> the buffer. <laughs> that, that show Ugh. has literally become a doco of our lives. Finally, it only took like ten years. Fuck, I've been here back in the most successful and loved show on earth. It hasn't been easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to, we're at the end of this podcast. Do you want to share your overseas story about something? Uh, oh, yeah, that one was pretty. Yeah, I should do the uh, Jelly Deal. No, it was a Jelly Deal? Did you say take some other name? Jack some shit? No, it was Eel Pie, wasn't Eel it? Pies. But okay. do you want the photos to put up on there? I mean, it's a bit late, but yeah, go on, fuck tell it. us the story. Oh, well, I mean, I was on a mission, basically, <clears throat> to get a, I mean, look, that's, let's be honest. It's pretty much why I went to England. Like, jelly Deal. Can't be worse than the one we made. And uh, sadly, that might not be the case. But uh, I went in there, and it was called it was called Golden Pie, and it was just like pies, eels, and I got a pie with the parsley liquor and uh, mashed potato. And do you really have any other options, or they're just like, uh, oh, you want an eel pie without the liquor? <laughs> well, you Get can. Out well, of you can, all of India. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Off to Belfast with you. Um, so, like, basically, it was like a pie. Uh, which is just like our pie, like mince pies. But to be honest, there's a kind of shitter. But uh, it was actually the guy, it was interesting. The guy was like Lebanese, but had been there for 30 years and had this weird amalgam accent. Mm. But he did have a giant uh, Union Jack in, in the corner of the thing. And basically he was just like, uh, so you can do pie, you can do chicken pie, mash, you can do parsley liquor, or you can do normal gravy. And I was like, give me the parsley liquor with the pie and the and the, and the mash. And he was just like, and he was just like, oh, you're- Gravy's too normy for miss. Well, he was just like, you're an Aussie. He was like, you're an Aussie. Yeah. And I was there. I was like, can't well, believe- you guessed it. Yeah, yeah. You could hear it. Everyone could fucking tell straight away. And he was just like, that's surprising. You all usually get tomato sauce. So Aussies go in there and be like, hold all that shit. Give me the pie and tomato sauce. Fuck yeah. How Ooh, funny is that's that? Awesome. That's awesome. That's what they I do. Potatoes. That. Yeah. be too ethnic for me. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do in Australia. And he's just like, you bloody, he's like, you bloody weirdos with your ketchup. And I'm like, 
I thought that was hilarious, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's mad. actually really funny, and I, I, it makes me proud of Australia. Yeah, I kind of, mm. it kind of made me proud too. He's like, yeah, but anyway, so I go in there, but I'm like, no, 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 I want the full experience. Give me the parsley liquor, which was like, all right, and I was like, give me the jellied eel, and he just goes, he goes, are you sure? And I was like, yes, and he was like, well, he said something like, I think you should reconsider that. <laughs> This is his own shop. He's and like, I saw all the things that he had for sale in that shop. And pot. it was exactly what he said. Yeah, it was just that. eel and pie, eel and liquor, eel yeah. and potato and pie. Spotted that's dick. That's all yeah, spotted dick for dessert. <laughs> that was it, spotted dick. Do you want a can of Coke? Go next door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like seriously. That's all he had. All he had to sell was eels. And he yeah. was basically saying to myself, get out. Yeah, yeah, And then he afterwards was saying... This has been the hardest year of my life. I'm about to close. Really. Yeah. I'm losing everything. But he was still... <laughs> still just, like, I wonder why. I yeah. wonder why he's losing... Dude, I've never heard anyone say to a customer ever, yeah. I, I, I don't think that this product... Yeah. That's yeah, like yeah, business yeah. 101. It, it, it was so weird. He was just, just like, like, the customer is anyone. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He was literally like, oh, I wouldn't. It's like, this is your livelihood. But anyway, they make all the stuff there. Anyway, because of Brexit, is like, I can't get my eels from Ireland anymore. I have to get them from fucking... No, no, uh, no Norway. Norway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get them from Norway. I have to get them from Ireland, and they're more expensive. So he's like, he said, I literally run the eels at a loss. And I was like, why do you keep them on? He's like, I've got a couple of regulars that are in their like 70s that would kill me if I take them off. And I was like, yeah, okay. sweet and sad at the same time. Yeah, but yeah, also yeah. Like, it's just such a British eels. shop owner's mentality. I know, it's great. Can't look at Malfi in the Anyway, so... so I'm going out of business just to please. <laughs> yes, yes. Just to please bitches. There was a lot of that, dude. They're very, they're not, they don't, a lot of people don't seem to be driven by money. I'm sure like the banking factor, uh, fucking financial, district is but like anyone else just kind of like nah not letting terry not have his yields it was pretty cool i'm like yeah respect keep in mind too by the way when i got to england it was 30 degrees and muggy like in brisbane it would have been like it's a bit much i don't know what the fuck is going on i was just sweating it was like it was like my mate was just like it's 30 i was like hey all that cold's getting to her anyway third beanie gonna be sure got there i didn't change from my shorts the whole fucking time it was insane so not the best weather. I'll give you that for a fucking pie and jelly deal. But anyway, in there, the guy's like, I, I'd advise against it. I'm like, he's like, they're pretty, they're, they're a unique taste. I'm like, give me the eel. Everyone I spoke to was like, why? Why'd you go there? We sell that? Like English people just like, we still- didn't even know. They didn't even know. They're like, jelly deal, what, where? No one knew. They knew it was a thing. A lot of them didn't. They didn't even know that. No, and I made them go. I'm like, you're not a patriot. Go. And they're just like, all right, all right, I'll go. And like, they probably didn't. But so, and even the people I was with were just like, why are we doing this? But he gave me the jelly deal. And I was like, give me the eels and give me them in the parsley liquor. Mean? I still don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, give me the jelly deal and the parsley liquor. It was like five pounds for each, which is like expensive. Food in England is actually quite cheap. Everything else is expensive. Food's cheap for some reason. Anyway, sat down. Drum roll. <laughs> I had the highest hopes. It was worse than the one we made. How is that even How is it possible? possible? It was worse. It was How? it was okay, it was colder, which made it I don't know, it was just it, there was more bones. It was like bony and it was more it tasted more like a dirty pond than our one. I don't get it. More. Well, I suppose it came out of Ireland. Ireland, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was more like a dirty pond. And like, I was with two friends. One was hum humoring me and was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, uh, we all just started laughing. So I'm like, these are fucked. She, <laughs> she was kind of like enjoying it because I talked it up so much. My other friend refused to taste it. 
I gave her a piece with no bone. Didn't even taste it. Anyway, the one in the parsley liquor was a bit better because that's just like gravy. The thing, kind of like what the thing we made, and they give you chili vinegar, which is also fucked. But that made it <laughs> that made it bearable. But dude, I had like two bites, and I was like, I can't, I can't eat this. So I just polished it off the pie, and I was like, that's good liquor, good uh, uh, gr- uh, fucking you know mashed potatoes. To be honest, the uh, pies in Australia are better. But I don't know why this is such a big deal here. Like I can kind of clearly tell it's mint. You know when you you know use mints and it's still kind of connected to the mints. You know it's like clumps of mints. Yeah, it was a bit like yeah. that. So I'm like, yep, the pies are shitter than here uh, than Australia. So that's a bit fucked. But so all in all, it was fucked. But I loved the experience. <laughs> and then I told him after I was like, does anyone buy this? He was like, nah. I'm like, why do you keep it on? He's just like, I got a couple of regulars that kill me if I take it off. I'm like, when, when do they buy it? I'm like. They come in and buy it, and they, they buy it in bulk for weddings and funerals. Jelly deal in a huge bulk, just a barrel of it. Yeah, they'll buy a barrel for a funeral. It's a weird... Far it's a, out. It's a, I really don't understand. It's, 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 to this day, I do not understand how they got to the point where they just thought, like, we're just going to put eel in jelly. That's so like, weird. And, and how they even knew what jelly was in the I Middle think, Ages. I think and, what it was is you boil them and there's the, the, the gelatin comes out of the uh, bones naturally oh, and okay. becomes it's like jelly. or something. Yeah, it's like the it's the most medieval food. It was like just pulled eels out and chopped it up and put it in boiling water. That's what it was. And it tastes like it. And it tastes like it. So like, dude, <laughs> I did it, my due diligence, but dude, I, it was disappointing. Isn't it incredible that it just tastes like pond? Pond, but more so because of Ireland. Is this the same jelly deal place that they showed on Munchies on Vice? They're all around England and we just- No, but that's closed. Oh, yeah, a lot of them are closing now because no one wants to eat, uh, eat that shit. But well, how about just add other shit onto the menu? They do the pies and the spot. I mean, more than but just that's, two things. You nah, know? but yeah, that that's is what the it meal. was. But that's the just whole add thing. add a sausage roll or something. They should, but the whole thing's classic. The whole thing is like, we did pies, we did eel. That's it. That's it. That's just, and it's just like a tiny. Well, and dude, maybe they deserve to be closed down. Dare I dude, say it? Maybe. But I mean, it's the harsh law of economics, but it's it still is. just one of these it's things of like. Britain used to be something. I know. Really used to be some <laughs> fucked backwater. <laughs> Dude, and how good is this piece of trivia? They used to make the uh, the stools where you eat really high because apparently back in the day, he told me this, apparently back in the day, England had a lot of pirates and pirates, like English pirates would be fighting people off. And then the pirates would come into like the Thames and shit or like England, whatever, it's huge, London. And they would land and then they would like run in there to hide and they'd be like, come on, boys, down you go. And then when the cops came in, they'd be like, oi, oi, oi. They would hide. They would hide the fucking pirates. And then they would leave. And they'd be like, righto, give me some eels. They'd be like, good one, Johnson. And then he'd go pirating again. It was like a history lesson. I loved the experience. But the food that is- That is the sick thing about being in the UK, isn't it? Everything, everything has Everything that. has some historical yeah, factor to it. everything. Like, the reason there's a piece of gum on that shot. Hey, dude, here, in fact- you know, Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be honest. The fact that they used to be pirates is probably why they became a global superpower too. Mm. Because they used to just go steal shit from the Dutch- yeah. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, and if they were lucky, they'd find like a gold consignment going across the Atlantic. And then eventually, like, they kept fighting with them so much that they got better at sailing. That's and then sick. they eventually took over the world. That's sick. You know what else is an amazing point that Ali was telling? Because he's just reading this book about, like, the uh, East India Trade Company. Yeah, it's called Anarchy. It's a really good book. Man. He loves it. And it sounds really I would love I'm well. really interested in that. I don't know. The history. Like, dude, it happens in Europe. You go there and it's just like, the history. It's like, it's people are still living it. They're like, they're all peasants and shit. Like, all right, mate. Like, it's funny. Yeah. There's just so much history. Yeah. It's sick. 
You know what is an amazing thought, though? But I cut like, you I off. I couldn't get over this. Yeah. The fact that in the 1600s, when the Dutch were angry, they were just sending government ships to, like, the harbour of London yeah. and just lob fucking cannons yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, that's what they would do. When, when the piracy got <laughs> too much, yeah. because they were, like, much superior to the Brits in terms of just, like, right. in everything, right. that's why they were pirates and stealing shit. And when they got too much, the Dutch would send ships right to the port of London and they would just bomb the shit out of their docked ships as well yeah. and just walk out and the British could do nothing about Holy it except Holy shit. Isn't it really weird to think about a world where that happened, where Holland yeah. would just go into the Thames and go and then go away and yeah. then you'd still just have to have lunch with the prime minister the next yeah, day yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so bizarre it's like, like european nations doing this i know and you like can, you can think about it whether it's the congo or something yeah yeah, yeah. no it's crazy these dude. places with these old par- how did not one of the cannons just go straight into the big bin dude well, and the, uh, britain yeah. used to be a very poor place. <laughs> britain used to be a pretty poor place back in the day yeah but that's yeah. what's really weeding me out it as well, was. i always just think of britain as being this giant superpower that and then, and then just it, it not being a superpower, but people still dressing the same way that they did when it stopped and being like, yeah, we'll just live out the glory days, yeah? But yeah. I, I can't imagine a world where Britain is Croatia. But that's what he was saying it was at some point. Yeah, it was Probably. at one point. But, like, you know, to give them credit, they went from being Croatia to, like... Britain. Britain very, <laughs> very quickly. And, like, and they were, like, unmatchable at a point. Uh, yeah. And they got rich post-colonization. Nah, come on. Surely France matched him. Yeah, France. No, not at the height of, you know, when the sun never set on the empire. There was no one else. Really? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So France wasn't just like a budget, like what we were talking about before, the Kingswood to Sticky Fingers. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> they sort all, of comparable. They did, but like no one could even come close to Britain in like, you know, in 1800s, uh, even early night. Like, really? So Britain France was wasn't even a contender. Well, look, the the seas eventually became completely dominated by Britain. In fact, like that's probably what even saved them during the Second World War. They were still a big naval power. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It's, it's funny because like there's a lot of beauty as well. Like some of the buildings just like amazingly fucking beautiful and old. That like 17th century. But I also learned too, which is funny. Like just I don't know. I just get interested in the demography of cities and stuff. And like the Thames goes all the way through. And apparently, like all the eels and shit were eaten by East Enders. And the east end is t- the east end of London to this day is the poorest because all the industry was kind of in the middle, and the wind pushes the pollution east. So all the all the like all the like affluent people live kind of on the west, up above the Thames, and to this day, all the poor people are on east the east end. East enders because all the fucking pollution does push, and apparently there's like really bad smog there to this day. To this day, Dude, I saw Jarrah. And he's living there, and he's just like <laughs> in the east, and it's just like Shamdash, I can't breathe. <laughs> it's like, well, it's no city. <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, it's just really interesting hearing that. And 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 there were ghettos. Like, I went to like um, where was it? Like Camden, which is like on the Thames in the north. And it's like there was like yeah, there was like it's like trench foot and like poverty and yeah, it's interesting. And it's always. Like any big city, it's always changing. And but anyway, the eels were like that. I had Indian, which was like, dude, yeah, Apparently amazing. In, yeah, that's what um, I've heard, dude. The, it was the, the Indian be- it's, food it's, game in dude, England is top. It's notch. the best I've ever tried. Like I was like, f- it was like I was like, I didn't even know it could be like this. And one of them was butter chicken. It was still like, like crazy. Mm. And then of course, like I went to like we had a local place called Jimmy Grittles, and it was like big breakfast, yeah, four pounds or some shit, and that was amazing. Yeah, but their big breakfast is kind of weird. They have like heaps of shit, like blood pudding, yeah, blood pudding, bubble and squeak. They have a lot That's of beans. Awesome. It's mad. 
Isn't it like beans a thing? I like didn't that? get beans. Nah, I yeah. didn't do beans here as well. Yeah, I didn't do the beans. Nah. beans. Yeah, the beans are a bit shit. But like, I got like bubble, blood shosh, blood pudding, bubbling squeak, hash branch, tomato. The beans are a bit shit. The My blood sausage. <laughs> hey, hey you, dude, I'm sorry. Did you have fish and chips over there? Okay. I had fish and chips twice. Better For, or worse in Australia? The first time it was fucking shit, but I, apparently it was because the pub wasn't very good. I went to. It was too fishy. It was just tasted weird. But then the second time was pretty good. So like, it's better basically. or worse in Australia? First time way worse. Second time on par. Yeah, on Australia par. doesn't have bad. Fish it's not. Shit. I'd say on par. Dude, Australia has amazing. Oh, yeah. That's what I was yeah. like comparing it. I'd to, say Australia might better. be like pie. No, nah, dude, I'd say Australia. Like, Australia just makes it better now. Yeah, dude. I'd even in Australia, better. I like again. I think there, I think Melbourne might be the best tasting food city in the world. Might be. It's, I don't know. Anyways, all right. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and if you want us to, uh, if you want to watch a shit on swollen pickles, you can sign up to our up late. You can also watch a shit on Tom Ballard as well. We've got a bunch of videos where we're just dunking on greens, and it shit. that did sounds not good. Feel good doing it. I can assure you that. But we are very proud of the end result because it is just it's the, it's the endless. Like it's just like. It felt like shitting out a kidney stone. (laughs) (laughs) Is this just for the up late, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Nice. Up late exclusive. Right, right, right. So make sure you sign up to Patreon for that. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.